a podcast by Wholesome Agency. I'm your host, Lauren Hodgen, founder and creative director of Wholesome. And this is your one-stop shop for all things CPG. So let's get into today's episode and be sure to tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. EST for a brand new episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited this week. We're talking about inventive partnerships and packaging. We're going through everything from the Kraft Heinz and seemingly ranch partnership to sunscreen and condom wrappers and Shake Shack times zero acre farms and literally so much more. There's so many like random partnerships going on or not even like random in a bad way, but just like things you wouldn't necessarily think about, I guess. Um, So we're going to go through all of them and I'm very excited. And as a Taylor Swift fan and somebody who went to the Eras tour back in June, July, one or the other in Cincinnati, I am very excited about this whole Kraft Heinz seemingly ranch bit thing that they're doing there so yeah last week I took off kind of unintentionally from the podcast and Substack because I got a little lost in the sauce on some projects and it's so interesting because I've always found the idea of like there's not enough time to do things as an entrepreneur when it's like I don't know to me things that like should be pretty integral to your business when I hear people say like oh I don't have enough time to do it I always just thought it was like such a disingenuous kind of like notion and now that I'm doing everything myself I'm kind of looking at it being like wow I'm like running out of time but like how am I running out of time because like I should have time to do all of this and like in theory should be able to get it all done but for some reason it's really hard to get it all done so I do have a lot more sympathy there than maybe I used to and it's a weird like paradox of emotions but I am committing myself to writing the substack and recording this podcast every week because I think writing and recording this is so relaxing and I definitely need some relaxation during the week and I record this podcast and write this newsletter as well as my podcast and newsletter for Citrus Diaries which is all about health and wellness and which you can find all that info at citrusdiaries.com if you are so ever interested but let's get into this week's brand which is Community Garden Jam. This brand I I just love how this branding turned out so much so it's Community Garden Jam Cultivating Connections and this brand kind of came together after I made Concord Grape Jam one Tuesday afternoon. I was in Chicago the weekend before I had gotten like all these Concord grapes and then I kind of had the realization of like I don't like to eat grapes on their own so I made jam out of it and I love experimenting with design and like new product categories and I think jam packaging is always so fun and I think it can also be way cooler like a lot of what you see on the shelves in like traditional grocery stores is very bland I know there's a couple like really cool brands that have really cool labels but for the most part I feel like jam packaging is always kind of stagnant on like other product categories that I don't know like have gotten this rebirth of these really like funky packaging I just really haven't seen that in jam and maybe I'm just like missing the brands but I want to take an opportunity to like do this branding and I think it challenged like my design and strategy skills a lot. So Community Garden Jam it's all about bridging connections between products and the community of consumers that's supporting its growth and I always find that when I buy jars of jam it takes me forever to finish them and maybe that's because I always like switch up what I want to have for breakfast every morning but 
The slogan share a jar of jam comes from the notion of like having friends and your community over for maybe like breakfast or a charcuterie board night or brunch on a Saturday or something like that and you're sharing this jar of jam and you're using it up together and it feels like very much a community effort to get to the bottom of the jar. I think sometimes products can feel so far removed from the consumer as if like I don't know like this product is created to serve them obviously but then that's kind of where it stops like once it gets into the consumer's hand there's not really any more give and take between the consumer and the brand and so I wanted to create a product that has a little bit more of this like full circle feeling so community garden jam it's all about zeroing in on the human aspect of CPG the CG logo sub logo connects the two letters together and enforces the concept of community connection this was like a big part of what I was really trying to show visually was the connection and I think the connection of the top of the C with the bottom of the G and how it just kind of ever loops together is really beautiful and you know I think the colors are bright yet inviting and they resemble all the colors of jam you might come across from you know like the purple of a grape jam to the orange of maybe like an apricot or a mango to the yellow of maybe like lemon curd if we're like allowed to kind of be a little funky there or even passion fruit and green kind of goes into the savory category of like hot pepper jams and uh, jalapeno jam and I don't know all the different things over there and I think you know it really brings this like full circle view of you know all of these colors represent the product but then they also have this warm inviting feeling for the consumer to then look at and bring them in and the subtext of cultivating connections which if you're just listening to this and not seeing the visual component um the cult part of cultivating is in parentheses and so it reads cultivating connections is a play on words showcasing the tight bonds we form with those around us Sharing food with one another can be a very much religious and spiritual experience of sorts and the subtext of cultivating connections is more so about drawing your attention in and making the consumer think about their connection with connections with those around them rather than this idea of a cult because obviously we're not trying to market a cult in 2023 but I think it is fun to play on words and kind of have something that excites and surprises the consumer and makes them look into the brand further because I also think a lot of what happens with brands is you see the brand on the shelf you're like okay that product sounds good and you buy the product or maybe you look at it and you're like okay yeah and then you don't buy it but you never look further into the brand I think of like a lot of the brands I use on a regular basis I don't know anything about the company I don't know anything about the founder and I think it has a lot to do with like these mega corporations and a lot to do with capitalism in general of like we're so far removed from where our food comes from but you know I think any brand wants the consumer to look further into the brand and so that was really why I wanted to have a subtext that was very eye-catching that you're like what the heck does this mean you know why is it saying cultivating connections why is cult kind of highlighted in it maybe I want to look into this further and you know not everyone's going to be a fan of that play on words and that's okay you know I heard somebody say the other day of like not everyone is your consumer and you, that means you like don't have to please everyone because not everyone is your consumer and I think it was just like such a great thing to highlight because a lot of times 
I think in design and strategy and even just brand ownership, we think about like, yes, we are marketing towards our target consumer, but we also want to please everyone. And I don't think you can do both sometimes. Obviously, like you want to have something that's appealing to maybe draw somebody in who isn't necessarily your target consumer. But if you zero in on the people who are in your target and you know, okay, they're going to appreciate this or think it's funny or interesting or whatever, then you don't really need to worry about pleasing everybody else because your target should be so set that you can rely just on them. Anyway, that's my two cents on that. But I really love how this brand came together. I think it is just such a fun branding and the photography that could go with it is just out of this world. Like I, oh my gosh, I would love to do more creative direction on the photography for this brand and just like, fully develop this out but you know if you're interested in purchasing the full rights to this fully developed brand you can send me a note at cheers at wholesomeagency.com and we'll get that all set up for you and on to our next category in case you missed it current events in the food and beverage industry i have so many good ones for you this week so the first one is goodles is coming out with a new flavor they tease it on their instagram it is a smoky flavor spoiler alert and also, if you're listening to this and you're not reading it, you definitely should subscribe to the Substack because you can see all of this, get all the visuals and all of the references and links and things like that. So highly suggest you also subscribe in tandem to listening to this podcast. All the info is in the show notes. Back to, in case you missed it, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Zoa Energy has launched a new flavor. Wiz Khalifa announced a new company that allows consumers to grow their own mushrooms. I've actually tried one of these like at-home mushroom grow kits before a couple of years ago I got it as a birthday gift and I loved it it was the coolest thing it was so fun to watch the mushrooms grew so much faster than I was anticipating I really really loved it the only reason I got rid of mine is mine got mold on it because I think I just like did something wrong <laughs> but very cool I absolutely love the packaging and the branding for this new mushroom company I think it is so so cool Unfold Ventures, a venture capital fund backed by Fidelity Investments, recently started a $300 million fund in funding for health, wellness, beauty, and the CPG sector. Very, very cool. Humble Growth, started by the founders of Orgain and RX Bar, launched their fund with an initial $312 million in capital. It's just so insane what these giant funds can do. Instacart, we talked about their IPO last week or the week before. Their shares closed up 12% in the NASDAQ debut, and their IPO price at $30 a share values the company at $10 billion, which is down from its private market valuation of $39 billion during the height of COVID. It's pretty insane what the difference is between their COVID valuation and their current stock prices. A lot of people are not happy with what their IPO debut kind of looked like. It fell a little short, and they're not quite staying at the levels they should be it is quite interesting to look into because we think of instacart and delivery services as something that's still extremely valuable but the way this can play out in the stock market is quite different from what a strategist or a consumer or just anybody looking in might think and that's a pretty crazy change in valuation and i think it is interesting that they didn't decide to go for their ipo sooner than now it feels a little bit removed from COVID and it feels a little bit removed from the height of their valuation so I would love to know like why they chose now I'm sure there's so many things that I couldn't even begin to explain of why it took till now but 
Yeah, I I wonder too if it's because they knew that that was a little bit of an inflated evaluation and wanted to kind of wait for it to level out so they didn't have this like crazy dip in prices at maybe this point if they had had their IPO three years ago. Quite interesting. I find all that very interesting when it comes to brands and especially brands in the CPG space. Instacart isn't quite in the CPG space, but you know, it's adjacent to it. They're delivering CPG products. Um, Nopalera, which I'm pretty sure I'm saying that correctly, a Latina owned body care brand has opened an LA shop and launched its first non-bar product. Again, beautiful packaging. You can see some images in the Substack. Costco has released its own Monopoly board game, which is just literally the cutest thing ever. I feel like that's going to be such a gifted item this year for the holidays. Fitness brand Bala is launching in Target, bringing its ever so popular Bala bars and bands to 1,382 stores nationwide. I remember when I worked at Free People in college, these Bala bands were just the rage. And I hadn't honestly thought about them in quite a few years because I don't own any and I haven't really been in too many free peoples. And when I saw their launching in Target, I was like, that is so crazy. And I think it's really interesting because to me, this brand always gave this idea and this vibe of being like higher end fitness and like kind of I don't know, like not your your usual go-to products. Like it was in free people. Like, I don't know. Like if you're looking for like workout gear, I don't know if you're like necessarily thinking like, oh, I'm going to be able to find this at free people. Maybe like workout clothing, but like gear, not so much. So I always found it to be like very boutique-y, if that's even a word, of what fitness gear they sold there. And so the fact that they had that, but now Bala is – going into Target is like quite a switch up but I think it's very interesting and I have to look more into the brand and kind of see where they're at now with like market position and targeting and you know just like what the products look like now but I do remember when I worked at Free People like all of my managers would wear the ball bands during their shift and I was like this is so far too much for me to deal with right now. Uh, Mad Happy and Cat's Deli has created a limited edition collection and it is absolutely incredible. It's incredible. Like, I love Katz's Deli, and I've always loved it, and I love Mad Happy. I think their quality is amazing, and they will have these items available in Mad Happy's seasonal pop-up in Soho, which is such a sick space, and I think it's really cool that they are getting involved in creating products with brands that are very local and very historic in ways to New York City where the pop-up is. I think it's a great way to kind of bring that all together and get people really excited and anything that you know collaborates a really sick brand with something food related is always number one in my book. Hidden Valley Ranch and this little goat introduced Ranch Chili Crunch. I am literally dying to try this. I love myself some chili crisp and I honestly cannot imagine the flavor of this at all. Um, I'm thinking it's just going to be regular chili crunch but like with some dill but maybe not. Maybe it's going to be like a whole burst of flavors and I need to find some and I need to try it. Uh, Redken has launched their first direct to consumer website which is absolutely crazy and we love to see it. Shake Shack and Zero Acre Farms will be piloting their cultured oil on select menu items in two locations. I believe both the locations are in LA or maybe they're both in New York. One or the other, but they're piloting them in one of the big cities. I've recently been introduced to Zero Acre Farms. I had, I think I've like heard of them and seen them before, but I haven't really looked into it because I find 
the whole oil market to be quite interesting. Um, the zero-acre farm cultured oil is made from rain-fed sugarcane and has a smaller environmental footprint than conventional vegetable oil. And I think this is really cool. I think it's a really cool partnership. I am wondering like what the activation cost of all this is and how much more expensive using the cultured oil versus what Shake Shack uses now is. And if this will economically be able to be rolled out to all of their locations if that's something they decide down the line because if they're piloting it on only two menu items at two locations it has to be expensive mosh has launched a trio of plant-based protein bars after their community called for plant-based items it's really great to see a brand listening to their community and giving them the product so that they can continue to have these consumers in their circle Pros, my favorite hair care brand and one that I've used for years now, has reached profitability, which is extremely exciting and quite a feat seeing that Liquid Death isn't even profitable with a $700 million evaluation and Parade has recently had quite the exit. So I've been a huge fan of Pros for literally over two years, so I'm just like so excited to hear this news. I think it's really nice to see brands that you truly love like really succeed and like really make it and like know that yeah okay I'm spending whatever it is on hair care every couple months and sometimes it annoys me a little bit when I get the auto ship notification but I know I am directly contributing to a brand that like I really support and founders that like I mean not that people like deserve it one way or another but like really deserve it and I have a great team behind them and you know it's just it's nice to see basically that's all I'm saying uh super mush has launched sex gummies which again love their packaging love their website I think it is just so well done pavis I think I'm saying it correctly launched sunscreen packets that look like condoms and we love inventive packaging over here and the marketing campaign for it is absolutely genius I think everybody needs to look it up it is so good it kind of looks like your standard like condom marketing and like language that's used but for the like idea of sunscreen and I'm just kind of obsessed and I also think this is so great because you can easily throw this into your purse into your wallet into literally any bag and you have sunscreen wherever you are because sun protection is so so important and now when we get onto the design and strategy chat section, this isn't quite CPG, but Blender's Eyewear's partnership with Deion Sanders is absolutely badass. If you guys don't know, Deion Sanders is the coach of Colorado State. Yeah, Colorado State. <laughs> Why did I question myself? Um, and this is very reminiscent of the early days of Beats by Dre where they got their exponential growth and name recognition from gifting to celebrities and athletes and this is something that skims has also followed with their influencer campaigns so now having this eyewear brand partner with Deion sanders who is known for wearing sunglasses who has had like a whole i don't want to say scandal but thing ahead of one of their previous games about sunglasses to now have a sunglasses partnership is just so crazy and it's so crazy to see everything that he's doing over at colorado state so Kraft Heinz launched their Seemingly Ranch after a viral post of Taylor Swift at the Chiefs game. If you did not know, if you have somehow been out of pop culture news, Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey, a tight end from the Kansas City Chiefs, and she was at the game about two weeks ago now, like mid-September, 
and there was a picture of her with a fan I'm pretty sure and like sitting next to her is a plate with like one chicken nugget on it and like some ketchup and ranch and the era's tour like at the era's tour um twitter page tweeted it and was like something along the lines of like taylor swift is enjoying like a chicken finger ketchup and seemingly ranch and the term seemingly ranch blew up and it was everywhere in like literally every like note about this whole night which blew up across pop culture news and so now Kraft Heinz is launching their own blend of seemingly ranch which is ketchup and ranch mixed together there is a whole marketing campaign in the subways in New York and it's all over social media and like in every PR release ever I just think it's so genius and it's a really good look at a brand staying relevant in the news and staying on top of references to be relatable to their audience. Target has launched Figment, its first ever kitchen-owned brand with 250 plus items and with prices starting at $3 and most under 10 for utensils. They will be a major rival for Caraway, Maiden, Our Place, etc. and I love it. All of the pots and pans and enamel coated kitchenware is absolutely beautiful and it really does rival the look of Caraway made in our place and other brands kind of in that circle and I think it's great I think it's great to give consumers another option I think it is great to have more affordable but nice looking kitchen option especially as food and beverage content on social media continues to grow and grow and more people want to have a better relationship with their kitchen and a better relationship with their kitchen products I think having you know affordable but really nice looking products from a company that is attainable for them to go and get these products at is genius canopy's filtered showerhead is now being sold online by sephora and i am so curious how this infusion of canopy and sephora has affected jolie's filtered showerhead i've heard a lot about like both of these brands and they do appear to be quite similar I have looked into Jolie in the past. Their price points are quite similar. Um, Canopy's about 150 and Jolie's around 165 They have very similar filters, and I'm sure there are nuances between the products. I know the look is quite different between the two, but I'm curious how this move has affected Jolie and if Jolie had tried to get into Sephora or if they are just staying very much direct-to-consumer, kind of what the look and move is there I would be so interested to read more and I did try to look up to see if anybody had done a piece on this and I've yet to see anything so and on to new discovery some new brands that I found I am like pickle obsessed right now I did a partnership with a pickle brand over on citrus stories to create some recipes for them and so I've just been like in the pickle space I guess you could say um and I found burdock breweries pickle deluxe it is a, this is the description on the website, a cult classic, a fan favorite, a sparkling water made with pickle brine that's satisfyingly semi-savory yet surprisingly refreshing. Come on, you know you want to try it. It's a non-alcoholic sparkling pickle water. And I'm patiently waiting for it to come back in stock, but like not patiently, I'm impatiently waiting. I'm pretty sure this launched this time last year and I somehow am just hearing about it now and I'm hoping it comes back because it just looks so good and I want to try it. I actually was at a brewery in Cincinnati, which I am totally blanking on the name. Oh, Urban Artifacts. 
in Cincinnati and they have a pickle beer. They actually have a couple, but they only had the original like dill pickle one on draft, but there's also like a spicy pickle and I forget what the other flavors are. There's like two more flavors and we tried the pickle beer and it was good. Like it was very refreshing. It was like packed a punch, but it wasn't too much. I felt like I wanted some like really spicy wings to enjoy with it, but I highly recommend that. You can get it in cans at the store. I don't know if you can find it outside of Ohio, but it is quite delicious if you can find it. Uh, my next new product discovery is Jibby's Matcha Super Latte. It's packed with collagen, superfoods, mushrooms, and more. I love matcha. I drink it almost every morning, and I love finding new brands to try that have other things infused into them. My current like favorite just ceremonial grade matchas are Chai Lei and Mizuba Matcha, and I love them, but I also love finding, like like I was saying, products and matcha specifically that has other, you know, good for you ingredients infused with it. I think it's just great to kind of get all that together in one sip. And another one, not so much a new discovery, but a reintroduction on my part since it's bean season, re-fall, has reminded me how much I love primary beans. They're a dried bean company and their whole thing is that their beans are so fresh you don't even have to soak them and it's very true and I'm very obsessed and another bean, oh my gosh, another bean brand, it's like a mouthful, I'm reminded of how much I love is Heyday Canning Co. They make canned beans, they're all different flavors, there's an apricot glazed, there's like kimchi ones, oh my gosh, they have so much, it's so delicious and they're such a quick meal if you're not really like looking to do a lot, like you can honestly do a can of those and a grain and it's a perfect meal. But I could talk about food and all this for so much longer, but we are getting to the end of our topics for this newsletter. That is shit you should care about for the week. I will catch you next Wednesday at 3 p.m. And we'll talk about all this all over again. And if you have any brands that I should look into, if you have any news that I should look into, if you want to know any more, if you have questions, if you want to, you know, license the brand in the beginning, you know, all that, feel free to hit me up. You can DM me on Instagram or you can email us at cheersatwholesomeagency.com and we'll get you hooked up and we will just chat with you about all the things. And if you're ever interested in starting a project, which you absolutely should be in branding, website, and social media space, you can also shoot us an email and we will get all of that set up for you right away. So yeah, with that, I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Wholesome Goods, a podcast by Wholesome Agency. Be sure to subscribe to our Substack and follow along on Instagram and TikTok to learn more about the world of CPG and see our recent projects. Please direct all podcasts and project inquiries to cheers at wholesomeagency.com and I'll catch you next Thursday at 3 p.m. EST.